Today we're reading from Ephesians 16 to 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, therefore put on the full armour of God so that when, you, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Um... Uh, <laughs> Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with the kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's pe- for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, so that I fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am ambassador in chains. Pray that I may, may declare it fearlessly as I should. Thanks. Can I go? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Haley, for that. Good morning, everyone. Um, Etienne and uh, uh, kids, it's fantastic to have you in church. You know what's cool about today? Today is not uh, uh, a performance. The kids are not uh, showing us something today. We go, oh, that's cute. Um, kids, you're actually going to teach us today, and you're a part of how the service works. So you're very important, and we love to see you take up your place in our church, and that's what today is about. Uh, I want to ask a question to start with. Who likes superhero movies? And, uh, I love them. I love, I love Marvel stuff. I love DC stuff. And the reason why I like superhero movies is because I think they actually they show us something about each of us and about our human existence. There's, there's a struggle usually in superhero movies. Good versus evil. You know, there's a battle going on. That's what we have in, in, in superhero movies. And the truth is that human existence is like that. Not pretend, but for real. Why would a guy on a bridge in London a little over a week ago murder innocent people? Why do you struggle in your own head when you need to make choices about what's right and what's wrong and you know what the right thing to do is but but you struggle with that? Big choices about the big three, money, sex, power, how how we wrestle. The reason you struggle with that, the reason this stuff happens in our world is because we are more than just balls of science. We are spiritual beings. 
and inside of us and around us and even through us, sometimes there are powerful forces at work. The Bible put it this way this morning. It says, our struggle, your battle, but what really is set against you in your life is not flesh and blood. It's not biological. It's not science. No, your real battle is against spiritual forces of evil. Your job as a human being, certainly your job as a Christian, is to understand who they are, how they work, and how you are to resist them. Who they are, how they work, how you are to resist them. That is a massive part of what being a Christian means, and I would say about what it means to be a happy and satisfied human being. Full stop. Okay. How do we do that? How do we resist? How, do we, how are we affected by spiritual evil and how do we resist it? Pathway kids, here's where you're going to start helping me this morning. In the Bible, we're given what is called the spiritual or the armor of God. God says to us, here are some ways, some means in which Satan wants to get to you, spiritual evil wants to get to you, and here's how you resist it. He gives us this picture of a soldier who wears different pieces of armor, and each has a unique function. We're going to work through them very briefly, and I need Peter up on stage with me. And the guys who are reading the Bible verses for us this morning, if you can, if you can get ready, um, I'm going to call on you soon as well. All right. these. All right. Georgia, can you join us as well? I think you're going to be first up to read, read for us. Here's the first thing that God says we need. It says we need... Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. Thanks, Georgia. Um, yeah, you can have a seat. The belt of truth... Put on the belt of truth. There's a lot of stuff you need to know about the devil or about Satan, who's, who's the ultimate boss of, of spiritual evil. But here's, here's the, arguably the biggest thing you need to know. He's a liar. He's called in the Bible the father of lies. Right from the beginning. Humanity is being lied to. <laughs> you are being lied to. The biggest way Satan wants to get to you is all he needs to do is he needs to get you to, to believe something about who you are and about how you should live that isn't true. If you believe it, he's got you. If you buy into it, he's got you. Truth. In so many ways, the biggest part of what it means to battle with Satan is to constantly know what is the truth. George's verse that she read to us said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is true? 
Here's a challenge for you, an activity I'd like you to do in the next week. I want you to make a list. You're right, Pete, you can stay right there. I want you to make a list on your phone, in a diary, just in your head. And keep an honest track of, you know, what goes on in your head? What are some of the things you think about who you are and about what you deserve and how you should live? And, you know, only you are going to see that list. So be robust. Be very honest with yourself. Just keep a track of it. The desires you have, the cravings you have, anything you might be thinking about someone, about yourself, about what you want to do, rightly or wrongly, just keep, a, keep a, an honest list of it, okay? And then, after a week, work through those things one by one and, and write on the other side of that list what is God saying about each of those things. See how they correspond. It's probable that a lot of the things are going to match, but it's also true that a lot of the things are not going to match because so much what goes on in our heads, the thoughts that we have, the messages we get from those around us, even from ourselves, simply not true. Belt of truth. That's the first thing. Second thing, breastplate of righteousness. All right, Naria, can you come on up? Just hold on to your verse for a sec. I'll get you to read it in just a, just a tick. How thick is it? Can I? No. <laughs> Breastplate of righteousness. Um, here's something you might be thinking. I'm going to work with this throughout now. You know, it doesn't really matter what I post on Instagram. It doesn't really matter what I, what I watch on Netflix. It doesn't really matter how I treat my brother or my sister. You know, I, I don't have to be all that serious about how I live, about doing the right thing. As long as I pray, maybe. As long as I go to church. God is not all that serious about that stuff. And I don't want to be like this fundamentalist sort of a Christian. You know, I, I don't think I have to be all that serious about how I live as a child of God. That's what we think sometimes, right? That's what Satan wants you to think. Here's the truth, Mario. Jesus has no sin, but God made him become sin. God did, God did this so that in Jesus we could become right with God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 Thanks, Naria. Jesus became sin so that we could become righteous, so that we can be right with God. All throughout this series, we said that that means that we are children of God. And if we are children of God, then we live like children of God. Remember the clothes? If I am a child of God, I dress like a child of God. I do the right thing. Not to become a child of God, but because I am a child of God. Righteousness. It's an odd word, but it kind of means this. It means that, hey, you know what? We do the right thing. Satan wants you to do the wrong thing. We do the right thing. Wear the breastplate of righteousness. Number three, shield of faith. Where is the shield? Here it is. All right, Sarah, can you come on up and just get ready and I'll get you to read in just a sec. 
God's not real. God can't be real. And if he is real, he can't be good or he cannot be all-powerful. Where is your God when the cancer strikes? Where was God when my parents split up? Where is God when, when I'm suffering, when I'm doing tough? The voice, the thought is, you know what, if God was real, surely I would see it. Surely I would see him. Surely, surely this cannot happen to me and others around you. And Satan, certainly in your own voice, would say, you know what, you should give up on God. God's not there for you. God doesn't care about you. Is it true? Here's the truth. Sarah. Faith, faith means, means being sure of the things we hope for. And faith means knowing that something is real, even if we do not see it. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Thanks, Sarah. Faith means being sure of something, even if I do not see it. I, I, I'm going to believe that he is my father, that I am his child, that he is with me always, and that my hope in him for a future, a full one in which I'm going to be prospered and satisfied and live eternally in him by his side is secure. That is the truth. No, I, I'm not going to give up on him. I will not believe the lie. Right? They're the breastplate of, of shield, sorry, of faith. We need it. We need it so deeply and so badly and so often in our lives. Right, the next one. We've got two to go. Helmet of salvation. All right. Lucy, can you come on up, please? How's that? Good for you? Can you see? And we'll go like that. We'll get you to read in a sec, Lucy. Helmet of salvation. Uh, uh, you're not good enough to be a child of God. We've been there in this series, right? Your past is too, too broken. You're too messed up. You've done too many things wrong. Surely God, God cannot love you as much as he loves all the other people here. Surely he can't love you as much as he loves his own son. You're too messed up. Maybe I'm not even a child of God because why do I still struggle with, with my addiction, with things that I want to change about my life but I can't? Is it true? Lucy, you read that for us. Helmet of salvation. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 2 verse 21. Thanks, Lucy. Great to see. <laughs> if, you, if you call on the name of Jesus, honestly, and you say, Jesus, I want you. I want to change. Please. Please. Make me a child of yours. This is who I want to be. If, if you... Call on him, you are that. And that's that. No matter how much you struggle, no matter how bad you've been, no matter how broken your past is, we've been there in that series as well. But the lie, the lie is this. The lie is, no, you're, you're not saved. No, you're not truly a child of God. It's not true. If you've called on the name of Jesus, simple, that's it. And you wear that helmet, right? 
all the time as a child of God. I'm a child and I'll always be a child and nothing's going to change that. Last one. The cool one. I'll let you pull it out. Sword. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Nilly, can you come on up? How do we, here's the question as Millie comes up. I'll get you to read in a sec, Millie. How do we know that what I think in my head is true or not? You know, that's a bit of a, maybe what I'm thinking is true, maybe it's not. Maybe, how do I know that? This is how you know it. It's the word of God. This is where we go to figure out (laughs) <laughs> what it means, uh, what the truth is, what, what, what Jesus is saying. I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the sword. This is how we know the truth. And, and Millie, can you read that for us? The word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Brilliant. Thanks, Millie. Do you know, your whole Christian life is really a process by which the Holy Spirit, and we spoke about that, wants to so powerfully work in you that what is in this side of the list becomes exactly true in experience on that side of the list. Everything I think about who I am, everything I think about how I should live, everything I experience about God in my life that it says in here is true in here and in here, and this is the Christian life, the process of the sword of the Spirit, sticking it to Satan and saying, no, it's not true. <laughs> this is who I am, and this is how I'm going to live. All right. I've got two more things to do. Um, number one, just because you have a lot of armor doesn't necessarily mean that you will be able to beat Satan. Okay, there's, there's, there's just a couple of things I want to finish with. Pete, if Pete's going to beat Satan, he's got to be in the right army. Okay? It says in the beginning of the words that Haley read, finally, be strong. In Jesus. In Jesus. It's when we fight Satan under the lordship and the headship of of Jesus. In Ephesians, there was a big theme. I'm trying a lot of this series together today. In Jesus. You may be here today and, and legit, you're not sure, or actually you are sure that you haven't placed your faith in Jesus. But you know that you're struggling. You know that the lies of life is busy destroying you. You've pursued so many things and every time they've come up empty. The message for you, dear friend, today is there's a better fight to fight. There's a better people to belong to. And it's free. And it's for you. And even today, if it's a simple matter of you of saying, yes, I want in. I I don't want to live for the lies anymore. I, I, I want the truth. 
and I want to be free. Tap into its freedom. See me afterwards. See your Christian friends, your family. This is why we exist, to, to expand this army, to fight for the right commander and in it to be free. So I just invite you. I invite you if Christianity or if church uh, is something that you think today, yes, this could really help me. Um, we'd like to know about it. I would like to bring you into the army of God. Last thing. I need all the kids to come on up, please. So can you come to the front and stand over... Maybe stand over here for me. Oh, my goodness. All right. Can you all stand right over there? You can be in a bit of a group. Pete, you can stand there as well. And now I need Sophie. Sophie, can you help me, please? If you're going to... If we're going to effectively resist the devil and fight Satan. You've got to fight in the right army for Jesus, right? Number two, you're probably going to struggle to resist the devil if you fight alone, okay? In fact, every single pronoun, that's an ugly word in that passage, if it says you, you should take up the shield of faith, it's you, as a group, right? I get asked often, what does it mean to be engaged in spiritual warfare? It means a lot, and nowhere near, today I have nowhere near the time to explore that when it comes to the demonic and all those sorts of things. But one thing I can say today is, every single Sunday morning that you make the choice to come to church, spiritual warfare. Why? Because here we get together and we hear what the truth is and we believe it, and we let it sink in so that we can say over here, Nick off, this is not true. This is the truth. That's why you come to church, because it's spiritual warfare. It's why you pray. It's why you meditate. It's why you bring the Word of God deeply into your heart so that you know it, the truth. That is spiritual warfare to a great extent. And there's more to add to it, which one day we'll explore. You do not do it alone. We've got to do it together. Here's how it works. Here's why we should do it together. Because let's pretend Sophie is... Can you face me, Sophie? And Sophie is a child of Jesus. She is. And let's pretend I am Satan, which I'm not. (laughs) But I fit the role quite naturally. I have certain qualities that... There's a big Rottweiler here as well, so... (laughs) I wondered if he could be, but I don't think so. Let's pretend... Sophie, Sophie has a struggle, you know. She's wondering if Jesus loves her because certain things have happened in her life. She's questioning it. And she's on her own. And I am Satan. And I am saying, you know, constantly to her, Sophie, you should give up on God. If she's alone, and let's pretend it's a fight, and it's her against me in a physical fight, who's going to win? <laughs> Sophie's pretty ferocious so Sophie's will put up a good fight but let's pretend it comes to the final charge and I'm going to come in and I'm going to go for Sophie Sophie's going to turn around and she's going to run right? I've, I've, I've got it I've got her 
Can I get to her now? What if I want to attack your friend and do her harm? What are you going to do? Show me what you're going to do. You're going to all come forward, stand in the middle, like we can crowd all together in front of Sophie and all stand here. And Sophie, you stand right in the middle. Right? And that's how it works. You know those documentaries you watch with the lions when they want to catch a wildebeest? They always go for the one that runs alone. If you're alone, you have no hope, no chance. Be with the others. Come together. Christian people, deep Christian relationships. Then you're like Sophie. I can't even see Sophie. I can't even get to Sophie. And if I did, uh, you can. what's going to happen? You can chase me out of the building if you want. On three. One, two, three, go. I can't get there. <laughs>